0: Hello, I am Dr. Marianne Lehman, and this is To Tell the Truth, the podcast of true and amazing tales thanks to my dental life. Let me tell you why dentists are not as scary as you may think. I am telling the truth when I say I'm a happy dentist whose surprising adventures will entertain you, inform you, and hopefully will change your perception of the dentist. I've been a dentist for over 30 years and I have a practice in a small Connecticut town. My dental life has included traveling on dental service trips for volunteer groups, being on television for dental reasons, teaching at a great dental school here in my home state, and this podcast marks the final episode of season one for us, the first season, but not the last, sharing dental information and stories, and maybe a few laughs. What I want to tell you is through all of this, I attract and encounter the most interesting people, I have been taken to the most fascinating places, and you won't even sometimes believe this has happened to me, a dentist. As you may recall, thanks to my new social media team, we posted the opportunity for people to ask me dental questions they wanted. I am amazed at the feedback we got a lot of questions from everywhere, from Utah to Boston to New Jersey to right here in the 203, my hometown, Darien, Connecticut. So today, I'm going to be answering more questions and bringing you part two of this experience. And helping me again remotely is our producer and co-host, Kate Rizzolo. So Kate, what's our first question today?
1: What is your opinion on the whitening trend where people use activated charcoal?
0: I'm really glad someone asked this question about activated charcoal because quite simply, charcoal belongs either in your barbecue grill or in the emergency department. It really doesn't have a place in your mouth. So let's take a little bit longer explanation of why I feel this way. Charcoal products in your mouth are not toxic and they're not going to hurt you, but there is no scientific evidence that they're going to benefit you. The black powder in the charcoal toothpaste or dentifrices um, may appear to look like they're whitening your teeth, but actually, what it's doing is it's creating a contrast of color between the darkness of the paste next to the ivory or white of your tooth. And initially, you're going to go, oh, wow, look at my teeth are already whiter. But that's not happening. Um, When the charcoal is used, like in an emergency department, um, the charcoal is actually absorbing um, toxins that maybe someone ingested. So, in that way it's effective and there are a wide range of uses for charcoal medicinally however like i said dentally nothing is scientifically proven add to that that the charcoal products don't have fluoride in them so you're not that's not helping you at all besides the fact that when you just brush your teeth with anything it's not being in contact with your tooth long enough to actually cause any whitening to happen. So, my bottom line is, I am not a fan of any kind of charcoal in your mouth. Leave it in the barbecue. Thank you.
1: What are the best products to use when cleaning a whitening tray?
0: This is a great question, and for those of you who aren't familiar with what this is in reference to, a whitening tray is something that is made for you specifically by a dentist or in a dental office. And it is a thin, flexible, almost retainer-like material um, that you can fill yourself with a whitening gel and you wear it in your mouth so that the whitening material can be in contact with your teeth long enough to whiten your teeth. Now, they're reusable, you clean them, and they can be used for years if maintained properly. How to clean them is another story. If you, um, after each use, what you should do is gently brush them and run, run them under cool water with no type of cleaning material, like no toothpaste or, any, or mouthwash or anything like that. However, over time, they can build up a plaque or film of grimy stuff on the outside In which case, if you're cleaning them at home, what I would suggest is putting them in a container with something like either Polydent or Retainer Bright. It's a dissolvable tablet that you put into a container, like a Tupperware container or a bowl with some water, let it effervesce, and then it cleans the tray like that. Otherwise, just bring it to your dentist at your next appointment, and they can clean it for you professionally. Thanks for that question.
1: How frequently should you replace your night guard?
0: So let's discuss first what is a night guard. A night guard is an appliance similar to a retainer, again, that people wear in their mouth to help protect their teeth and their jaw from the effects of grinding, or what we call in dentistry, bruxism. If you're a grinder, you're a bruxer. When you are a Bruxer, what typically happens is you can chip your teeth. You can cause spasm in your muscles in and around your ear or just in front of your ear or in your jaw. Um, That area in front of your jaw is called the tempomandibular joint or TMJ. So when you clench your teeth together, the night guard acts like a bumper, protecting your teeth and causing a softer area to come in contact so that you don't ever really stress your muscles out as hard as if it weren't there at all. There are several types of night guards. There's softer ones, there's harder ones, there's ones you could buy over the counter, there's ones that your dentist can make for you which are much more comfortable. So if you think you may be suffering from the effects of bruxism, I think you should discuss it with your dentist for sure. Most of the people I know who've tried to use the ones that are over the counter, find them clumsy and awkward and get discouraged and throw them away and feel like no night guard works, which isn't true. I like in the ones that you buy that are not custom fitted to you, kind of like wearing an oversized bulky ski boot as com. Compared to if you have a custom fit one made for you, um, the feel would be like a well-fitted snow boot. That's about the difference. And they are very effective. Now, how often should they be replaced? It's very variable depending on how hard of a Bruxer you are and what the material is made of. But a good rule of thumb is if you see your night guard cracking or breaking or you have worn a hole in it, then that is time that your night guard should be replaced. If you do wear a night guard, you should bring it with you every time you go for a dental checkup. Your dentist and dental hygienist can professionally clean it for you as well as, as examine it for fit and wear and to see if it's time to be replaced. Will strawberries whiten your teeth? Well, let me say this. Strawberries won't stain your teeth. I have read on many beauty websites where they say strawberries whiten your teeth because of the mechanical action of those little seeds that the strawberries have. Um, But I wouldn't take a strawberry and smash it up and put it on your toothbrush or anything like that. So this is a situation where is there scientific evidence to prove it? No. No. Um, is it going to harm you? No. But nobody is out there toting strawberry dentifrices like the charcoal. So I say, if you like strawberries, go ahead and eat them. They're healthy. They're full of vitamin C. They're low in calories. And yeah, maybe, just maybe those little seeds do help clean your teeth a little bit.
1: I'm wearing full dentures, top and bottom, and want to know how to take care of them. I soak them every night in denture cleaning solution and brush them twice a day with a denture brush. Is it necessary to use any special denture paste?
0: Oh, I love this question about the dentures. For those of you who have been following me for quite a while, you might know that I once made a polydent commercial. So I have 30 seconds of fame on YouTube about me talking about how to take care of your denture. And honestly, that commercial was made by me having a conversation with someone from GlaxoSmithKline about how how I truly felt about how patients should take care of their dentures. It wasn't scripted. I truly felt all the things I said. So let me repeat it for you now. Um, The best way to clean your denture is to put it in something like Polydent, dissolving tablets that effervesce and will clean off debris and plaque from the outside of the denture. It's safe. It's effective. It leaves the denture tasting fresh and smelling fresh. Now, why, might you ask, do I not brush the denture with a denture brush? I mean, they sell denture brushes, right? Right. A denture brush is very harsh. I mean, you could scrub a pot with a denture brush, honestly. It's so um, rough and harsh that if you use that denture brush every day and you really put some muscle into it, you could scratch the surface of your denture and create little porosities in it. And once you do that, you are creating nooks and crannies where bacteria love to nestle themselves in and creating the perfect environment for plaque to form. So I am not a fan of people using a denture brush or denture paste. I much prefer you soaking your dentures in polydent or Efferdent once a day, preferably at night, when you should be taking them out. And what you should also be seeing your dentist at least once a year to have your mouth and soft tissue examined and let them clean your dentures for you professionally in an
1: ultrasonic cleaner. Fun tip of the day, a battery powered beauty bar on Amazon will help with a sore jaw.
0: Well, I have a fun tip to add as well with this one that someone added about the beauty bar. Um, I've seen these beauty bars and they are really pretty. And I've had the opportunity to use one. Um, My daughter has one. And what's great about that beauty bar is that if you roll it along on your skin, but especially in the TMJ area, it's very soothing and relaxing. It's like giving your facial muscles a massage. Now, for any of you who have Apple TV and have seen that show, The Morning Show... Jennifer Aniston gets up at like 3 a.m. every morning because she has to go be a part of a morning TV show, and you will see her using it in her bathroom, on her face, and on her neck to massage her facial muscles. And you'll know what I'm talking about. So I think it's a wonderful thing um, to give yourself a little facial massage, and especially in that TMJ area. And I have an additional fun fact for you. This is for men and women for something to use to soothe that TMJ area and provide some muscle relaxation if you are suffering from tightness in the jaw. There are some facial cleansing brushes that are electric and they go in a circle, has a circular brush attachment. The most common one is a Clarisonic, but they Oil of Olay makes one. They make men's versions, women's versions. I mean, it's a unisex thing to use. And it has a timer on it. It goes for one minute. If you use that in a shower with warm water going right onto the side of your face in the TMJ area, and you get your Clarisonic or any type of circulating Um, brush and you put it right there it vibrates a little bit too it is a very relaxing soothing wonderful thing for your tmj and it does wonders for cleaning your skin as well so you're getting two benefits so that's our fun fact not quite a question but just a fun fact so I think we've handled all the questions that we received on social media. I want to thank each and every one of you for them and for reaching out. And I am so happy to say that here we are this week. We will be returning to the office full staff. This Wednesday is our Welcome Back Wednesday, May 20th. Now we will be proceeding slowly. We will not be seeing as many patients as we had been pre-COVID, but we are taking appointments and we will be seeing people in a very safe and secure way. So we look forward to seeing each and every one of you and we wish you all the best. And thank you everyone for hanging in there through this really difficult time. We hope you've been brushing and flossing and hey, thanks for listening, um, and it was nice spending time with all of you. So stay healthy, stay safe, and we look forward to speaking with you again on To Tell the Tooth. Hello, I am Dr. Marianne Lehman, and this is To Tell the Tooth the podcast of true and amazing tales thanks to my dental life. Let me tell you why dentists are not as scary as you may think. I am telling the truth when I say I'm a happy dentist whose surprising adventures will entertain you, inform you, and hopefully will change your perception of the dentist. I've been a dentist for over 30 years in a small Connecticut town and have done lots of dental things. I love to always be learning new information in my field, and I take many continuing education classes on topics like infection control, dental materials, and one of my favorite things, dental forensics. Would you believe that one of these classes took me to Texas, where I also got to play a very unusual game of bingo? Here we are in episode one of our second season, and I am so happy to say that for the first time in months, joining me in person at a distance is my producer and co-host,
1: Kate Rizzolo. Hi, Kate. Hello. It's very nice to be back. We've had to do it over the phone. Yes. Yes. So this is a much better situation for us.
0: Yes, so we're here working today. We took a moment to come and hide and um, tell this story because I told it the other day to a patient, and then I realized Kate never heard it, which means you all have never heard it.
1: That is true. And it's about bingo. I love bingo. (laughs) I I actually like bongo because I usually just... A bingo bongo. My family likes to scream bingo randomly, and they call that a bongo if you just (laughs) randomly scream bingo when you don't have bingo. It's embarrassing. Okay. (laughs)
0: Well, this is bingo like you've never heard, and you're going to say, what does this have to do with dentistry? So I've told you that like my dental life takes me to places far and wide, and I meet the most interesting people, and I think this has to be one of the most interesting stories. Um, I went on a dental forensics conference in Texas um, many years ago. Uh, It was probably about 10 years ago. Um, And in Texas, near where the conference was being held, there was um, a young man from our church youth group who had moved to that area. And he said, well, while you're here, let me show you around. So it was a Sunday, a Sunday in Austin, Texas. And so I thought, well, we're going to go to church because he was from church youth group. And then he said, well, every Sunday afternoon in Austin, this is what goes on around here. We're going to go to bingo. And I thought, church bingo, right?
1: That's what I would have thought. That's very common.
0: Now, have you ever been to Texas?
1: I have never been to Texas.
0: Okay. So the two things I found out quickly about Texas was people are very proud of being Texans. They tell you quickly, we were our own country once, you know. (laughs) Um, They also know their history and their culture very well. They're very much into their music.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Everybody knows how to Texas two-step. They're very much into their food and their drink. Um, And they like to have a good time. So it's Sunday afternoon. We did the church thing. Okay. Then we get in the car and we start driving to the outskirts of Austin. And I'm like, well, where are we going for this bingo? And he goes, oh, we got to go to this shanty out here on the outskirts of uh, Austin. And I'm like, shanty? And he goes, yeah. He says, um, they, they do this every Sunday afternoon. And we start pulling up to a field and there's cars parked all around this, it looked like a shack, I swear to God. I was going like, to
1: say, what is a shanty? It's, a, it's another word for a sh- like a...
0: It was a bar that looked like in a hut that, where it looked like the roof was going to cave in. Oh, good. But there were <laughs> cars all around. People were coming from every corner of Texas to see and do this. And, I'm, and you hear the music outside. And I'm like, okay. So, and there was a line out the door. So I go, wow, a line out the door. And he's like, yeah. And then in the back, there was a big barnyard. And I still couldn't figure this out. So we're standing in the line, and I go, wow, there's a cover charge? And he goes, yeah, well, you got to buy a ticket to play the bingo. And then that's when I learned what kind of bingo this was. Now, please pardon my language, but the bingo was called Chicken Shit Bingo. Excuse
1: me. (laughs) What? (laughs) Did you ever hear of chicken shit bingo? I've never heard of this. I don't even um, want to know what that is. Because I know that there's a sport where people throw dung as a frisbee. So I'm imagining they really could have dung pellets that you're using as like instead of a dabber. But I hope not. Well, that's a
0: good guesstimate. Okay. Um, But... What this was, was, um, well, let me go back. We're in the line. This, that, that's not that. We didn't touch the poop, okay? We're standing in the line, and for $2, for $2, you buy a ticket. Okay. And on the ticket, you had a number between 1 and 50. And then the last two people in the line got either a line on their ticket or a cross, where two lines crossed, making the cross, right? And so, in total, there were 52 tickets sold at $2 each, $104 taken in, in minutes. Those 52 people got to stand around a pool table. You stand around the pool table, and they had a big piece of plywood on top of the pool table with, like, a checkerboard with numbers 1 through 50 on it. Okay. Okay? You had your ticket in front of you. After everybody was assembled, they went into the back chicken yard and picked up a chicken. And I said, if there's gonna be animal cruelty, I am leaving. No, no animal cruelty at all. They had been feeding those chickens, feeding them well. They pick one of them up at random. They come and they put them on the piece of plywood. And then they have a very big chicken wire enclosure to give the chicken room they they throw some feed on the plywood so it hangs around.
1: Oh, and wherever the chicken goes to the bathroom is the person who wins? Yes! What if it goes to the bathroom on more than one number?
0: Well, if it falls on a line, the person with the line wins. If it falls on a, where two lines intersect, the person with the cross wins.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Now, there's a few things you may ask. How long does it take for a chicken to poop? It could take five minutes. It could take 30 minutes. So what do you all do when you're standing around the um, chicken pooping stage?
1: It's a lot of pressure for the chicken. It's a
0: (laughs) lot of pressure. Everybody's watching you, little chicken poop. So you're all standing around and waiting. Guess what? There's a fantastic, iconic Texas band in the corner playing, you know, that Texas music. There's some Texas two-stepping going on. And it's Sunday afternoon. The Lone Star beers are flowing at $2 each. And they're giving away free food to boot. That's why the line is around the building.
1: Now, what is the origins of this? Because I I just don't even know how you would come up with such a thing. Did you find that out?
0: I don't know. I don't know. But if you look this up on the Internet, you will see the Little Longhorn Saloon in Austin, Texas. And you will see the chickens. I mean, like, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, the game I partook in, I did not win, nor did my friend. Um, It took about 15 minutes. So, you know, as an East Coast girl, as a business owner... I'm kind of looking this thing over and I'm going, we stood here for 15 minutes, $104 was taken in, wow. so here come the winnings. They'll probably give half the winnings to the winner and the house takes the other half and Plus here we go again. Dudes. Plus all the books. But you got to remember, they're selling these beers for $2 a bottle, like they're giving them away.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's not that And expensive. free food.
0: So I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, so who's the winner? Oh, and to the winner, $100. So I'm like, well, what is the matter with this place? No wonder your roof is falling in because you're giving away all the winnings. You're not even paying to feed the darn chicken.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) And then they went and they did it again. This went on all afternoon. They had a lot of chickens back there, believe you me. They clean off the plywood and they do it again, and they oh do my it again,
1: gosh.
0: and they do it again, and they keep giving away the money, and I'm like, and that's why your roof is caving.
1: That's crazy. It
0: is crazy.
1: I thought you were gonna say like I play bingo um, at the uh, St. Leo's festival, and the guy always tells like bad dad joke yes and that's like you know makes it fun yeah but I remember at Fairfield University we played a, a game of bingo and it was run by students and they literally did not know how to play bingo oh so they're reading like 096 and we're having to explain that that's not the number and they're like no it's the number no we pulled it and we're like no like literally it cannot be the number it does not exist and then we had like um we started out doing four corners. Yeah. So none of us, you know, were paying attention to IN and G. They were reading them anyways. we were like, you're wasting our time. Oh. And then they decided halfway to switch to go back to regular bingo and we're like, You can't do that. We haven't been paying attention to the IN and Gs. Oh. They for had God's never sake. heard of Bingo. So that was pretty bad. But I've never played chicken scratch bingo. As I'm going to call it.
0: Okay, that's polite. And that's, nice.
1: that's the polite way. I
0: don't know if they play this in other places. It seems like it
1: could just be a down south thing.
0: It's, yes. And see, what I want to say is, you know, these dental conferences take you all over the world. And it's always fun to just, you know, take yourself a little bit outside of the area. Because you never know what you're going to find. And this by far was one of the most fascinating and interesting things I ever did. That's insane. Yeah. So if you ever go to Austin, please make sure you go and you play this bingo. You have to do it once in your life. Or if you have a chicken in your yard and you have family members over, why not? You could do it for yourself.
1: That's a good point. We could start it in our own backyard. Okay.
0: So that's our quick little diversion, you know, a little entertainment. Maybe it gave you a little laugh for the day because, you know, we're all trying to get to back to some degree of normalcy, you know, lift your head up, get out in the sunshine. We are back in action here in Darianne and, um, here we are season two and, um, We are not going to tell you, but we'll give you a teaser that we have some big news coming up soon, and we will talk about it possibly in our next podcast. New groundbreaking news. It's never before happened in our practice or on this podcast. Absolutely never, ever. We are so excited. So um, next time. Next time we may have a guest, and if it's not next time, it'll be the time after that. And I think you're all going to absolutely just love it. Oh, Kate, you can't even see Kate's face, but no, she's just it's, it's, bursting it's, at the it's seams. It's
1: true. Like It's I feel true. Like people can't tell like my facial expressions with the mask, but I am. I'm very excited. She's very excited. I think I know exactly what she's talking oh about. Oh, my
0: gosh. So before I, before I let the cat out of the bag, um, I just want to say... Welcome back. I hope everybody's safe and I hope everybody's healthy and we look forward to seeing you or hearing from you. Um, You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Marianne DDS and check out our new updated website, which we updated during the COVID time, maldds.com. We have a link to this podcast and our blog which I just put up a new blog post last week Ooh. yes yes so it's been fun and maybe I'll put a picture of the um the bingo link too up there so until next time thank you for joining us this has been Marianne Lehman and thanks for listening to to tell the tooth